0: is guys we're back we're back we took a little two-week hiatus but we've made it back uh you know part of this is is we got a little busy with life um you know we, we all we all work separate jobs and stuff like that so it's been a little bit hard to, to come together actually Nick couldn't make it because he's working today but look we're, we're glad to be back Rob how you doing dude
1: hey what's going on man I'm doing I'm doing well I'm doing great you know uh like you said, I think you know we all needed that little bit of time. Definitely, everyone needs their little vacay time and stuff, kind of just a a mental refresh. But you know, we're back here. We're ready to dive back into the MLB and and like we do every week, just kind of kind of make people's lives a little better and 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 entertain them here for for the hour that we can and just talk about some good old fashioned baseball.
0: Man, look, we we missed a crazy a crazy two weeks though, man. And right, it's you know we we're, we're kind of sticking true to like an episode per per no hitter. You know, two weeks ago, we didn't get to talk about it, but, but Corey Kluber, he got his yeah. first no-no out there in, in Arlington, had no emotion, this, this dude's a robot, <laughs> right? He literally just looked at you saying like, yes, nobody yeah. hit that Just ball. normal
1: victory, normal victory.
0: <laughs> T- Tyler Wade showed why he was valuable one out of 162 games a year. No,
1: no, <laughs> just no,
0: just no. Yeah, no, but we haven't had a no-hitter since, right? And that's because we haven't had another episode. We'll, we'll talk about another no-hitter uh, some other time. But unfortunately, that's not the only big news, man. We've had some bad news. One, one of our um, – I don't know if he's our favorite player, but we do talk about him every once in a while, Marcel Ozu. He, um He's in trouble for some pretty bad stuff, just things that you shouldn't do like, you know, threaten your your spouse or threaten anybody for that for that matter, man. Look, and this is the first time it's happened. Yo, Rob, what what did you think when you heard about this? Because we, We've seen it before, right? And it's always like, oh, man, how bad is this going to be? But, yo, Marcel Ozuna, like, he took it there.
1: Right, yeah. No, I, I think it's one of those things, too, where every time you see um, a headline uh, pop up like that, not just in baseball, in any sport, really, or, or, or any aspect of life, right? You never want to deal with those domestic violence situations, uh, men putting their hands on women and things like that. Um, you know, I did say that the, the situation for Os- Osuna isn't really looking too well right now. The MLB's still carrying out their investigation. And, obviously, you know, like, he, he did... Uh, he, I do believe it, it'd say that he was arrested and charged um, with uh, battery. Um, I think it was also a strangulation was included in there, and he had also, according to the to the police, had made a threat to to kill his wife. So there's a lot of different things that the MOB is currently looking at. Um, again, it's speculation. I'm not here to accuse Marcel Suna or act like a judge or anything like that on what's. Um, you know, going to happen with him. Obviously, it's a terrible thing if the MOB's investigation concludes. Um, you know, essentially the the worst of it. it it's more than likely going to minimum uh, c- conclude in a suspension for Osuna. More like, depending on how bad it is, it could it could turn into a a lifetime ban. We we don't know. And the the truth the truth of the situation is it, it kind of sucks, right? Because Osuna just signed a deal with the Braves too. Like, and it's like, you're just signing these contracts. You're living the life of an athlete. Like, I'm not saying that, 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 that gives you some type of excuse or anything like that, but it's like, why are you out here just being so dumb and doing these like unnecessary things? Like it's just, and, and, and like you also kind of alluded to, it's not the first time that we're seeing this. I mean, we've seen, look, we've seen it with players from, from our own favorite team, right? Like we've se- we saw it years ago with Araldis Chapman. We saw it with uh, Domingo German. uh, We saw it with, uh, Julio uh, Urias for for the Dodgers I mean like we, we've seen it with a bunch of, of different players and obviously different outcomes come from it and, uh, sometimes they get accused for things that we kind of have to wait to see how the investigations play out but yeah I mean if you're just looking at it um, again not making accusations but if you're just looking at it from from a basic level as it stands right now I I would say it's not looking too good for Marcelo Zuma.
0: look and, and that's the human factor right the human factor of it sucks right we don't want Anyone to be in that, in that situation, you know, a little, a little bit insight into, into my life. My my uh, girlfriend's a public defender, so she deals with a, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know people like this and, and stuff that happens in, in situations like this. And it's not always black and white, but you know, there, there's always a victim, right? There's always a victim regardless of who it is. But from the baseball aspect of it, look, the Braves did not need this. The Braves have enough problems. Look, they're, they're in a stacked division, which. The, the Mets, I think, are I'm pretty sure. Last I checked, are are still in front of it, but yeah, they're not. Which is incredible, by it, the it way. It is incredible because <laughs> they've been they've been playing some ugly baseball, but yeah, Braves are in second place. They're under 500, and they just didn't need this man. That's a big part of their lineup. You know, you need somebody yeah. out in left field now. They've had injuries this year. It, it's it's not looking pretty for them.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know, like like you said on their end too. It's it's kind of like. It sucks for them in terms of an investment, right? Because it's not like we we've been we've been recording a bunch of episodes here, right? Where it's it, it's kind of like Marcelo Zuna's is kind of like one of those players that ever since his time in Miami, he hasn't really been able to find a permanent home, right? Like he got traded, and then it turned into like a one-year deal, a two-year deal type of thing. Now he just signed, like the Braves had just made an investment in him. Right. Based on what they had seen from him in recent years, they just gave him a four year deal. And now, like you said, unfortunately, this. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a terrible thing for him to do. It's terrible. It's terrible for the victim. It's it's terrible for the organization. I mean, it, there, there's a lot of, of components at play here. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Marcel Zuna just really, I, I thought it, once he signed that four-year deal with Atlanta, I'm like, man, look, good for him. He finally found a team that he can be on. He's going to be, he, he's going to be a consistent part of this team because, you know, so, so much attention is put on, on, uh, Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albus, Freddie Freeman, right. That we kind of forget that like Marcel Zuna is like a really good baseball player like and he, and he's probably talent wise he's probably behind those three guys and like that's saying something for an, for an atlanta braves lineup but you know i and that and that's just to shed some light on on what the atlanta braves might be thinking here but you know they they did also release a statement you know saying that they were going to wait for the mob's investigation to conclude and things like that so um i think i think from a franchise standpoint you know i, I think They would like to have Osuna back under the right circumstances once the investigation is concluded, depending on, on what the outcome of the investigation is. But I also know that as a franchise, they're going to do what's right. And, 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 you know, whatever the MLB concludes um, at the end of their investigation, that's that's more than likely what the Braves are going to go ahead and and move forward with.
0: Sticky situation out there, man. Look, the the National League East, we we talked about it before the year started. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight for all those teams you know, put it this way, the first place team Mets, they have 26 wins. The last place team Nationals have 22. That's that's a four-game separation. Yeah. Six games if you count, you know, percentage-wise and, and all the games played. That's really close, though. You know what I mean? Like, even the Marlins are, are, are in there. They're making noise. So, to, to lose Azuna, who's probably, you know, at this point right now with the information we have, we have to assume he's do, he's done for the rest of this year at least. You know I mean, so yeah,
1: I I would say I would say that's probably that's probably a smart bet. I mean, again, we don't know we don't know what the investigation is going to show us at the end, but from everything I've seen from from whether it's you know Jeff Passan or Ken Rosenthal or anyone else talking about it, I mean a, 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 everything I've seen on the subject, it, it's look it looks like it's gonna it's gonna head that way because most of the stuff that keeps coming out about the topic is looking more and more negative towards Ozuna's direction. Yeah,
0: man, I, absolutely. Look, let's let's move to some better some better stuff because you know that's that's always a hard topic to talk about. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's one of those people, one of those people kind of news and more more than just the baseball side of it. But I think we have to talk about the smoking hot Rays. You know, before the before the Yankee series, they had won something like eight straight, absolutely killing it. Would have would have kept that going if it wasn't for for Clint Frazier on Tuesday night walking off. You know, making Rob very happy because I know that's, that's Rob's boy. But, yo, look, these Rays are smoking hot right now. And the the AL East, that's another competitive division right there. You know what I mean? We talk about the teams that we thought were going to be in it, which were the Rays, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. Those three teams are, are pretty much next to each other. You know, the Rays, through the hot streak, have gotten up to 35 wins, uh, Yankees 30, Blue Jays 28. But the team that we're not talking about right now, the Boston Red Sox, have come out of you know not nowhere right we knew they had the offense but dude they are killing they aren't second place in the division and it looks like you know it's it's too I'm not going to say it's too early to tell that they're that if they're legit but now when they start playing those division games right the first part of the season they they kind of uh had the pleasure of avoiding some of those but yo look the AL leash right now bro talk to me because I know this is what we're going to be looking at you know what i mean Nick's not here so we got to abuse this episode and, and and take advantage of it <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I think you know the the AL East is the AL East, like you said. I I think in a lot of ways it's it's what we expected. In a lot of ways, it's it's what we didn't right. I think that a lot of the teams here, if you look at the top four, I mean, sorry, Baltimore, but it's it's just not going to be your year. But if you look at the if you look at the top four teams in the in the AL East, right? I I don't even think even if we're good, even if we're going to sit here and and you know praise Tampa Bay. I don't even think Tampa Bay is is like clicking on on all cylinders yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think any of of the four teams are like at a point where where this is what what we might see from them. I do think that the closest to the peak is probably Boston. Like, I don't I don't know how much faith I should be putting in the Red Sox this year. Like I even if they're second, you know, Tampa Bay already jumped in front of them. Um, I think the Yankees are only like two games back, even though the Yankees are some, some stretches of, uh, of baseball have just been horrendous. I mean, that's just still pointed out to you, right? Even though they've had those horrendous stretches of baseball, they're still only about two games back of, of the Red Sox or something like that. So, um, and then you have the Blue Jays. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of becoming like a little, like a little bit of a Blue Jay fan. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm going to be a Yankee fan till the day I die. But dude, the Blue Jays are just such a fun baseball team to watch, and I'm not gonna lie, I was hype for Alec Manoa when he beat the Yankees the other day and made his MLB debut because Alec Manoa is is literally from his draft. Um, I think he was I think he was drafted two years ago, but when he got drafted, I literally said he was one of my top five like favorite players who got drafted because I saw like the potential that this kid had like I like as a pitcher I, and, and people don't really even talk about him because again the main name coming up for the Blue Jays is going to be Nate Pearson but if you're talking about a rotation that's going to be you know headlined by, by Nate Pearson and Alec Manoa in the future I mean and then you have look you have Bo Bichette you have Biggio and now you have you know AL MVP candidate Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just exploding onto the scene, kind of how we all expected that he would, right? Like it took some time, but obviously, man, we know we know your dad is Vladdy, and we expected the same thing from you. Like we expl- we we kind of expected that the talent level to be there, and he's definitely showing showing us that. Like, hey, he could end up adding an MVP to his trophy case right there along um with his dad. But yeah, I mean. Yo, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays play fun baseball, man, and as a Yankee fan, it's kind of tough because especially when you're going through stretches of horrendous baseball to combine that with a team that doesn't really seem to be having fun is just kinda toxic sometimes. Like I'm not going to lie, like I sit through some of the Yankee games and a lot of them just don't even seem some days like they're trying to like play baseball and I don't know if I honestly I don't know how much of that I can honestly put on the on the players right I think it's it's something that we've kind of alluded to before but I think look if the Yankees struggle enough if the Yankees struggle enough this year to the point where they don't make the playoffs right I would say that the good thing that comes out of it is that it probably ends up in us getting a new manager, right? Like I I would have to imagine. So it would either have to be a new manager or a new hitting coach or something like that. I'm not going to go ahead and say new pitching coach because I think Matt Blake has actually done like a really good job with the pitching that, that you know, with the arms that he's been given. I think the Yankees still have to add some pitching and, and things like that. But I don't know, man. I don't know. this Because it's it's one of those years where it's honestly one of those years where you kind of sit back and you kind of question if it'd be better to miss the postseason to kind of like get the result that you want because I don't want to, I don't want to be in a situation where um, the the base the level of baseball at the Yankees I've been playing recently doesn't make me confident in them making a, a deep postseason run. So I don't want to be in a position where we just make the playoffs for the sake of making the playoffs and it turned into another ALDS elimination, right? And then at that point, you have to evaluate Aaron Boone because it's been four seasons and it would be three ALDS eliminations and one ALCS elimination. I mean, if those are his outcomes in four years, he hasn't really done any anything more than Joe Girardi did in 2017 when he already got to the ALCS. So yeah, so at that point, I would I would imagine we it it might push the Yankees to get a new manager if they miss the postseason this year. That might be the positive that comes out of missing the postseason. But the way that they're playing right now, they're not looking like a deep playoff team. And to be honest, for all the shit that I talk about Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is pulling through, man. Their guys are 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 up there battling like they're they're again they're not guys that I think jump off the the paper as superstars. But hey, uh, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. If you're playing that well and you're playing that in sync as a team and you're winning games, hey, win games. The T- Tampa Bay came real close to winning a World Series title last year. And, you know, it's a similar group of guys. Um, I do want to point out one guy from that, man, Joey Wendell. Yo, yeah. Joey Wendell Surprise. is not going to be talked about like that. Yeah, but he is like, we need to give credit to like these, these kind of like, you know, like, a, like when he was with the Dodgers, but now he's with the Red Sox, like Kike Hernandez. This year you have like, Joey Wendell, Chris Taylor with the Dodgers, like these super utility level guys are putting on for their teams a lot of games when superstars are kind of struggling this year. And they're kind of, they're going to, there's going to be a lot of those kind of guys who are going to be unsung heroes this season and really, and really come through big for their teams. So yeah, uh, uh, shout out to Joey Wendell for really putting Tampa Bay on um, and, and just, you know, helping helping that squad even more on top of of the performances that they've been getting from from their key players but yeah tampa bay is looking like the team right now in the al east even though things are like are still pretty close again there between between the top four teams there's only a five and a half game separation right now and there's still plenty of season left so things can definitely change but i think it's definitely going to be interesting to see what the outcome is here in the al east
0: dude it it is insane and you know i'm not going to talk too much on the yankees because you did a pretty good job summing that up but Look, the truth is, you watch them play, and it's it's the worst. It's the worst watch in baseball. You watch any other team play, you can tell the difference in the attitude. You can tell the difference in the way the guys approach the game. With, with the Yankees, one it, it, it's a terrible watch, right? You, you mentioned Blake, and I I really do believe Blake's the only person that's been doing their job. I feel like from last year to this year, he's actually made huge strides. Obviously, we have a little bit more talent in the rotation. But those guys are doing their job. That's those are the only guys doing their job, really. Um everyone else though, man, look like there was that ridiculous play with Javi Baez against the Pirates, uh where <laughs> he grounded out, uh he, he ran back home and he ended up you know turning that into a double because they the guy from third scored and then they you know the catch up to the ball. long situation that was really bad baseball. And the Yankees do that every day to some extent, right? Where if it's not a Gary Sanchez base running error, it's an error by your shortstop, or it's a mental error by one of your outfielders. Um, you know, no, nobody can make contact. Like it is insane. But you know what I really want to talk about is the, is the rest of the, of the AL East because you mentioned it. Man, they are going crazy. It is it has been insane. For for you stat nerds out there, let me just throw this out there, man. Look. Marcus Simeon, who was Player of the Month last year, who went absolutely insane, OPS over a thousand for the month, right? Out there hitting seven home runs, eighteen RBIs. If that's a hitter on any team, that's a, that's a you know that's your best hitter. Guess what though, Vladdy Jr. Right? He's hitting three thirty, he hit three thirty seven last month. He hasn't. An, he's another person with OPS over a thousand, slugging almost seven hundred. 10 home runs, 25 RBIs in the last 30 days. That is crazy. And, and you think, like, okay, cool. So, so they got, got a pretty good a you know, couple of guys there. Right behind that is Teoscar Hernandez, who nobody ever talks about. Nobody ever talks about Teoscar Hernandez, right? It's crazy. People. Were, it's crazy. <laughs> people were talking about, like, Michael Brantley coming over from, from Houston over the offseason when, when George Springer went there. Uh, you know, my question is why, right? Where are you going to put him? Are you going to have to DH him or something like that? Because Teoscar Hernandez has been that good. You, know, you can't have enough offensive pl- players, obviously, but still, man, he's been he's been absolutely killing it. Another person with OPS over a thousand. He has six home runs, 25 right. RBIs himself. It is insane when we look at the numbers. Um, you know, keeping it in the division or keeping it on the same team, right? Not too not too far behind. But Bichette, he's killing it also. He's not far behind in any of those categories. You know, and then we we look at you know some of the, the teams around and and you know, we talked about the Red Sox. Well, Rafael Devers. Slowly, absolutely killing it. He's, he's having a great year, had a great 30 days. He's up there with them. In, in the AL East, Randy Rosarena, Austin Meadows, those two guys have produced like crazy, right? Uh, Randy started off yeah. a little slow. He's heating up again. Like It, it is just insane the amount of, of talent we're seeing in the division. And my favorite part about watching them is there is a different feeling to watching them play. Right, like I think out of all those guys, Austin Meadows is probably the most boring guy to watch. Right, he kind of DHs. He, he'll he'll pop one over the fence. Other than that, you're not really expecting too much out of him. But yo, know, all these other guys when, when they're out there, you can tell they're on the field making an impact. Right, and, and I think that's what's missing with a team like the Yankees. Man, like what you said, like Aaron, Aaron Aaron Boone shouldn't have gotten the job in the first place. In my opinion, I was very adamant
1: about that three years ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we both we both been on on, on this podcast just saying just saying it like. Aaron, don't look, don't get me wrong. I don't think, I don't know about you. Like, I don't know what your placement on, I don't remember exactly what your placement on Aaron Boone was. I didn't think that Aaron Boone was the shittiest candidate that the Yankees had for their for their position. You know, I, thought I, think I, I, <laughs> I thought he was pretty close I, I, to I, the worst person they could that, hire. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm more in the middle. I was more in the middle on Aaron Boone. Like, I thought, because if I remember, they had like six or seven candidates. I thought he was like number three or four. Right? Like, everyone remembers, like, yeah, look, we can say whatever we, we want to say now about the thing with the happening with Houston and stuff, but I wanted Carlos Beltran to be our next manager. Same, same. That, that's that's who exactly what I wanted. I, yeah, that, that's why I wanted the guy to, to be our next manager for, even before he was hired as the Mets manager, and then that whole stuff happened. That's why I wanted to be the Yankees manager. I, Aaron Boone got hired. Again, it's just like, it, 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 it's more... The, the thing about it is, look, we have the opinion on, on, on Aaron Boone that we want, right? Like, we can have whatever opinion we want, but at the end of the day, it... This is something that's, like, results-based, right? Like, even if your opinion is that Aaron Boone is a shitty manager, if he wins a World Series, it doesn't matter. Right, right. You feel me? Like, but And that's the point. The results are not coming. He has not done more in his time as Yankees manager than Joe Girardi did. Joe Girardi brought the Yankees a World Series and then left with the Yankees already in the ALCS with the, you know, baby bombers, essentially. A team team that overperformed, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A a team that overperformed and that's exactly why everyone was hyped for 2018 because I'm like, well, things can only go up from here, you know, but then it's like, then you pile on all the injuries, you pile on all the, you know, the refusal to spend money on, on things that are actually needed from, for the team, right? Like it's crazy. It's crazy to think about it this way. And, and again, shout out to teams like Toronto and Tampa Bay, because they are actually fun to watch play the game. so much baseball, fun to watch, man. Right? Like, I literally told this to my dad the other day. I said, I would honestly, at this point, I would honestly prefer watching Yankees baseball if hitters one through nine were just nine clones of, like, Starling Marte. <laughs> yeah, You feel me? <laughs> like, it's like, at that point, that at, that's what I'd rather watch because at least I know, like, they're going to make contact. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's like it's like dude like the amount of striking out is just like yo you know and, I've and never, I, like,
0: to, to the Yankees offense though oof. it's not it's not just the Yankees we've witnessed the lowest average in MLB history through this point yeah. in baseball so you know we're we're, we're kind of packed on the, the Yankees that's who we watch yeah. the most but, but the, base, Yanke- baseball dude, the Yankees have
1: bad luck the Yankees have bad luck on their side because look like you when we started this right you were talking about the Mets and you said the Mets are the Mets are first place in their division, right? And they play atrociously. I, yeah, dude, I checked it like a, like a, like a day or two ago. I think the Mets were like 28th or 29th in the league in runs per game. Yep. Right? The Yankees were like only like two or three spots better than them. But look at the difference though. It's like the the Mets are out here on top of their division, you know, and it's just like they're finding they're finding a way to like pull through because Again, their division is so, like, tightly packed together. They're fi- they're finding ways. Like, that's why I remember when I said that this season just feels so weird. It feels so, like, it feels so slumpy because it's, like, even though the Mets are playing trash, they're still finding ways to win games. The teams around them are finding ways to lose games. So, like, the Mets just keep, like, staying there. And I, I really feel like that's, that's the type of season that we're in for. Like, we might, like we might get a lot of like division winners that we expected but i think the road to get to that division winner is going to be a lot more bumpier than people expected before this oh absolutely
0: season. man by the way talk on the mets and we mentioned their success they're doing it a very a very direct way right where their rotation has been out of this world man Look, the ground I talk shit about them too. I
1: talk shit
0: about no, them. too, got to so no, I got to no.
1: take that one back a little if bit. We're
0: gonna, if we're gonna if we're gonna give any props to Mets which I have I've been I'm not a Mets fan, right? Like I think they're like the like they're the
1: the poo poo of the East Coast but yo Jake yeah, like, yeah, Jake the ground the best pitcher in the world though. Oh, absolutely! Like, but then, I, I, that's the one. Th- that's the one thing I'll give them. Like, it's just like we. we I guess people can say whatever they want about the Mets, but everybody know don't don't mess with that boy Jacob. It, it hasn't just been the
0: Grom either, though. Look, Taywan Walker hasn't is having an absolutely amazing season. He has yeah. broke out in a way that people had thought he was originally going to break out when he first stepped into the league. Two right, year,
1: two year, twenty million dollar deal, looking pretty nice now, looking amazing
0: right now. Yo, Marcus Stroman, absolutely killing yeah. it. He's another one. Yo, like, and they still haven't. I don't think Syndergaard's back yet, right? Like, he he still he's still waited to come back. Yeah. Like, this team this team yeah, has man. been insane on the mound, so th- they're finding ways to do it. Look, their, their offense is, is right down atrocious. I, I don't know when was the last time you've seen like the update for I will be the show, but like Francisco Lindor is on the eighty one is contacting his right handers like oh, at forty six. Wow. They are oh. disrespecting this man like no <laughs> other. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, you know, and, and you know. Uh, Let's say, let's go to, to the other big division, right? Because it's, it's been crazy all around. Look, Tatis Jr. was injured for a while, so he's been out of it. Came back, has had an absolutely amazing month. I don't know what the hell this dude does. He's the, he's the most flexible human being I've ever seen at over six foot ever. This, this guy does splits just for fun. Uh, he avoided a pitch last week where his knee bent in a way I've never seen a human leg bend to get out of the way. But look, the, the NL West right now, which is one of the other divisions that people are really looking at, has been a little bit surprising, right? Look, a lot of Dodger, a lot of Dodger players are injured. You literally have Albert Pujols out there playing everyday baseball, which is something that we never thought we'd say again, ever again. But look, yo, Giants, absolutely killing it with with, with no names, right? The guys that we do know, we, they're not even really performing yeah. well. Padres second place, Dodgers third place. We don't got to talk about the other two teams because they're 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 hot trash. But, yo, look, the, the NL West, man, yo, what do you think the Giants can sustain this? That's my question. Do you think the Giants can sustain this for, for 162?
1: No, I, I don't think it's going to happen this year. And I I think I go back to my comment, you know, where I think we're, we're going to get the division winners that we expected. I, I think the Dodgers are still going to take this division. But I think the road is just going to be a lot bumpier because I think San Francisco is proving to be a team that kind of accelerated their progress, right? Like I don't think I don't think people even if you take out this season I don't and and we can go back, you know, and and argue the 60 games and things like that or whatever, but I don't even think people expected them to make, you know, the the kind of strides that they did last year, you know? And this year they're definitely getting guys that are overperforming in a sense because like you said, they're not even getting the performances from the guys that we do know, right? Like their best hitter, best player probably is Mike Armstrongski and he hasn't even been like Mike your of like last season you know so and that could still and and again if if come you know all-star break time second half whatever like if he finds that hey that could that could be something that could even further ignite this team but no I I think we're still probably going to end up seeing the Dodgers take this division but I do think that look it's going to come down to the end I it's probably going to be I'll tell you this it's not going to be as easy for the Dodgers as it's been I don't think it's gonna be a situation where the Dodgers take this division by 10 games. I, I think we're I think we're probably looking at a at a less than five game division win in the NL West this year for whoever ends up taking it. I think San Diego's there. I think I think San Francisco's there, even though a little less sustainable. But again, I think when you look at San Diego and the Dodgers, who particularly both of them, because they were the two teams that were seen as the favorites for this division when compared to the Giants they're dealing with injuries compared to the Giants yeah. as well you know for of key players definitely. So when those key players come back, that could create that that's what I'm saying like it might not even be a it might not even be a question of whether it's sustainable for the Giants It could be sustainable for the Giants. The question might be how sustainable is it for the Giants when the Dodgers and the Padres are at full health? You know, like, the uh, it's kind of like the Dodgers and Padres kind of dictate the answer to that question for San Francisco, because if San Diego and the Dodgers get healthy, I think that separation is going to be created. I think San Fran probably drops back down a third where a lot of people envision them, but they're making good progress. You know, San Fran is playing in a way where they're, where they might attract a free agent here or there, you know, in these coming off seasons, right? They might add a bat, they might, they might add a, a key bat, a key pitcher or something like that. That might push them further, you know, to to back to contention to where they want to be, but the way that this division is looking, I mean, look, if we're think about it, if we're talking if we're talking about San Fran potentially turning into a contender, right? Like not not saying right now, but if they add a piece or two and they start playing even better baseball, now you have the Dodgers, San Diego, and San Francisco all vying to take the NL West crown for like the coming seasons. And that would be one of the most ridiculous races year in and year out in baseball. And I would definitely be here for it. This season, though, I don't think it's going to be as sustainable. And I do still expect L.A. to to be holding first place when it's all said and done. You know what I love about this Giants team, though? They're not doing it in,
0: you know, how can I say this? It's guys that we have written off that are performing at yeah. like the best, man. Look, right. Buster Posey very silent i don't know if it's even silent in me man but look he's he's having an mvp caliber season especially when you consider he plays a catcher position which should be weighted when you think of that like that conversation this dude matches home runs from two years ago when we said that yo, like his legs are dead we don't know what's happening you know his career is probably over bro he is he is absolutely killing it he's he's gonna be your first he's gonna be all-star team catcher we're gonna be between him and will smith most likely he's he's been insane though man look Yo, OPS almost out of 1,000. That is crazy for a catcher. Batting average 315, getting on base like crazy, hitting home runs is w- which what was missing from Buster Posey's game. Bro, Evan Longoria. I never thought we'd mention Evan Longoria in a meaningful way ever again,
1: the way we've seen him play the last couple of years. Yeah, he's like, he's like a forgotten man out there in San Fran compared to, like, his time in Tampa Bay. And he is sure.
0: killing it, though. Look, this year, nine home runs already, 29 RBIs. He leads the, the team in RBIs. He – look, he, and that's a name that we all used to think of as the premier third baseman, at least for a couple of years, right? Because he, it was right before Nolan came up. He was just – you know, it was the years that, you know, Tampa Bay did make it to the World Series against, against Philadelphia, stuff like that. But look, he's come back and he's showing, look, I can still produce at a major league level. And he's not just producing. He is up there with probably the be- one of the best third basemen in the National League right now. It is insane. And then, you know, to, t- to top it all off, the guy that everyone's written off because he's old, he can't anything. Look, bro, Brandon Crawford, he's probably the third best hitter on the team right now. That is insane. These are three guys that, if we're talking about last year, we're, we're just saying, hey, look, maybe they should get traded somewhere. Maybe they could be a good depth piece for, for, for a contender. But, no, these are the guys making the San Francisco Giants a contender. And we haven't even talked about the pitching because the pitching, holy crap, is that a blast from the past? Yo, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto, who who a year ago I'd be telling you, hey, he's probably pitching to see what what uh, his trade deadline team is going to be. He's been a meaningful part of that rotation. Kevin Gossman, he's, you know, he's going to be an all-star pitcher. Might start the All Star game. Actually, no, the should start the All Star game. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: like, I'm like, no, nah, but he, yeah, <laughs> no, he he should be on the roster
0: though. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it is. It has been an insane run front for them, man. I like it, it is astonishing just the way they're doing it. Right, like when you think of of uh, Zaidi, you don't really think veterans. You think, well, what kind of crazy combinations are they going to make to to make this team work? But you, you mentioned free agents going there. Look, if you're a free agent and you're in your you know, age 27, 28 year, you want to know that there's a possibility of you playing on that team when you get up there towards the end of that contract, right? And when you see these guys performing, playing every day and doing it, that gives you confidence to want to go there, right? Because I think that's the biggest fear for some veteran free agents. It's like, you know, how many years do I have left before, you know, the, the next big guy comes here and, and takes over my spot, so they don't really want to sign some of those contracts in places. But – Dude, it, it has been insane. I, I I absolutely love it. It's it's been one of the the best things to watch this year. I think. oh yeah, that. Man, I'm sorry. I I, I I You see, this is one of those episodes where if Nick was here. He'd be bashing his head against the wall because he picked the Pirates, and, and and that's just not good good for anybody, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Like we need like we needed Nick to just stay stay a San Fran. <laughs> like oh man, it's like they it's like the the building back up now from. But I, I get again, I get his reasoning. Like my my man's got his, got his reasons, so you know. I, I'm sure I'm sure as the as the baseball purist that Nick is, he he's still gonna find his way to have a good old time in Pittsburgh.
0: We can't we can't you know not talk about the next the next group of players, man. Look, and we're just gonna call it Daddy Ball because the guys that have absolutely killed it this year are guys that we talk about it all the time. But the reason we talk about it is because they're so good, man. Like, I'm talking about Fernandez Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and he's not necessarily a, he's not necessarily the son of a of a baseball player. But Ronald Acuna Jr. The juniors are absolutely killing it, man. They're going after King Griffey, bro. <laughs> out of those three this year, though, yo, which one has been your, your your favorite to watch, and who do you think has the best chance of winning MVP
1: this year? Oh, favorite to watch landslide, Vladi. Like, it's not even close. Um, simply because I, I think he was – I think my desire for him to do well was already there beforehand compared to um, compared to a Atati's Jr. Or, or an Acuna Jr. Simply because I was such a big fan of his dad, too. You know, like I, like, Vladimir Guerrero was one of my favorite players. So, like, I, I wanted his son to be successful uh, out the jump. And that's what we've said so many times here, right, where it's like, look, both of us are Yankee fans. But I love the game of baseball. I do not care. I hope, I hope you know, so many of those guys in the Toronto Blue Jays blow up. Like, again, I'm out here. Yo, outside of, like, Dylan, who, who's, like, a big Toronto Blue Jays fan, like, I'm out here probably out here hyping up Toronto guys. Because it's just like, yo, Alec Manoa, one of my favorite guys. Nate Pearson, one of my favorite guys. Like, yo, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, like, I remember last year I was like, yo, Teoscar Hernandez is, like, underrated, like, in in this lineup and stuff. Like, Vladdy's now just blowing up. Like, that Toronto team is such a fun team to watch. So it's definitely him. He's definitely been the most fun to watch this year. And in terms of... I'd probably say in terms of, of MVP, I could probably say between those, it probably... Is Vladdy as well because I think I think I think there's going to be more competition for MVP out in the NL, and I also think that the strides that he's that he's made this year are sustainable. I think he's I think he 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 is this kind of player. This is the kind of player that we expected him to be. He's just finally proving that to us. So I'm not you know I'm not going to sit here and say I'm surprised to see Vladdy perform like this either because again he it, he. He's shown this kind of talent, you know, coming up at, at, as a young prospect. We all knew what his potential was, and for and not only for Toronto but for the rest of the league, that is a very dangerous thing. But for us as fans, it's going to be a great thing to watch.
0: It, it's beautiful, man. And man, look, I think the T's. I mean, not see, I think with, with Vladdy, we we really haven't seen the best that's coming yet. When I look at uh, um, what's it called Vladdy, I. I this is gonna sound a little crazy, but I think he's the closest thing we've seen to the right-hand side of someone like Barry Bonds, as far as what they can do at the plate without swinging the bat. Um, he's just so advanced in his approach. He's not a guy that's homer or anything, right? We've seen, and we've seen that early on where he puts the ball in play when he needs to, right? So I just I can't wait to watch him keep going. But look, my guy's gonna be Ronald Kinnear Jr. because we've talked about it all year, right? or mostly all year, about him and Juan Soto. And, and I've been saying, look, we're disrespecting Cun- Cunha Jr. by having Juan Soto so ahead of him. And all he's done this year is absolutely outperform him in, in pretty much every category. I love Ronald Cunha Jr. Everybody knows this. But if he keeps, if he keeps it up at this level, right? And he, he did come down a little bit, right? He, he's been a little bit less disciplined in the last couple weeks. But yeah. still, man, it's just – he's – He's less talked about than Fernandez Jr. because Fernandez Jr. is the most exciting player in the game. I don't care what anyone says. Um, you turn your TV on to watch Fernandez Jr. But yo, know, Ronald Acuna Jr. like he's he's someone who's fun to watch too, man. He's he's swaggy out there from start to finish, right? Because he's the leadoff hitter for the for the Braves. You you think that you know that something crazy could happen. He hits the leadoff home runs like it's his job because it, it kind of is his job. So for me, look Ronald Acuna Jr. I'm gonna keep watching Fernandez Jr. though. He's, he's an insane human. I don't care what I, I know. Nick has like his whole injury prone thing about Fernandez Jr., but he, he's the face of baseball right now. I, I don't think it's even close, right? Like Mike Trout's injured again. We're not gonna see him until till probably August. You know, Tatis Jr. is the face of baseball. Like it's it, it just is what it is, man. I I, I don't know how how, how else to put it. Like it's it, it's a great thing. It's a great thing to be watching. Yeah, look. I, I think what we got to do next, right, like, so we, we finished the month of May. Um, you know, I always say wait till the middle of May to kind of see what's really been developing. And now, now's a pretty good time to go over to the divisions and, and kind of just walk through a little bit, see what we're seeing. So I'm just going to give you a quick recap of where we are division by division. Look, in the AL East, the Rays are leading it by five games. Red Sox, the Yankees, and Blue Jays are all within seven games of that. Um, five and a half. and we're talking about um, you know win percentage and how close and how many games they've played, well, Orioles are nowhere close. We'll, we'll never talk about them again, except for Trey Mancini feel good stories. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. or John I'm means. Like, that's what I was
1: saying, Rob. Just like yo, the top four. I'm like Baltimore. is just like again, it's like enough separation to like where you're just like not this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely no nowhere
0: close, man. We'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll give you Trey Mancini highlights, and if John means. Does anything of importance, yeah. so we'll, we'll bring that up. But we will yeah, not. Even... Means
1: throws like his fourth no-hitter of the year. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> do, do not expect a lot more Oriole talk from us unless they do something special again, which we don't expect.
1: Hey, maybe. Hey, <laughs> you never know. Maybe Adley comes up this year. He should come up this year. There's you no know, reason not like, to. Hey, why not, why not give him the abs? you know? Oh, man. Yo,
0: a- AL Central, White Sox in first place. That's not a surprise to many. Uh, Indians in second place. I-, I don't think that should be a surprise to many. Royals are still hanging around. They're they they're game over five hundred right now. They've they've played pretty good baseball. They're kind of built like the Giants in a way of like they have that vet, those veteran guys. We'll see how long that that, that lasts. All right, that they've come down to earth very very recently. Right, even though they're seven three in the last ten.
1: Yeah, it has to be sustained. The, the White Sox should be the White Sox should be more surprising to people though. Because we we have talked about the Luis Robert injury and, and yeah. the Aloy Jimenez injury, so it's just like the fact that the White Sox are are, I would I would say not not only the fact that the White Sox are because they're not just hanging around, but the fact that they're playing such good they're beating missing yeah that's what I, that's what I'm saying like the fact that they're that they're playing such good baseball missing two key players like that Huge I mean players. hey now 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 let's be real though it's something that might come to like come postseason time, right? Mm-hmm. Like because everybody knows postseason is different from like from regular season. It's like now it's like full energy. You feel me? So it's just like I don't know, come postseason time, maybe they might feel the effects of of missing a Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez in the lineup like that. If they're missing for that time, I, I know, I know uh Luis Roberts probably do back before Eloy. Um Aloy's Eloy's the one that's that's more in danger of potentially um, you know, missing a good chunk of this year, but if he, yeah, if we're, we're going to have to be like August. Yeah. Like we're, but we're going to have to see, especially how those guys adjust. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, if, if you're, you point, we talk about a team like San Fran, right. And even if we're going to sit here and praise the veterans on, on, on Sam, on the San Francisco giants, I do think a little bit of it has to be momentum, right? Absolutely. Like sometimes, sometimes when the team is just playing well, it rubs off on everybody. Momentum just pushes you forward, and I think that you know, like we have, we have a team like San Fran. We have a lot of uh, a lot of these other teams. Like the White Sox might be one of those teams that they might, you know, they the, they they might be riding some momentum. Missing those two guys, and but that momentum might be impacted by the return of those guys, right? We don't know how they're how they're going to return. Luis Robert might come back and just start hitting like 350, right? Or he could come back and hit 200, and that 200 might, you know, impact the lineup in a negative way compared to like how they were playing and things like that. So that's always something to keep our eye our eyes on because we don't know how players are going to come back from injury, and 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 not only how that's going to impact their performance, but how that's going to impact their teammates' performance. Because, again, it, it, it's a very – it's 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 not similar in the sense of, like, talent, right? Like, I, I would say the White Sox – you would say that the White Sox on paper have better talent than, like, a team like the San Francisco Giants. But, again, if you look at the way that a team like San Fran is playing, I I, I would say some of that also comes with momentum. And momentum can be impacted negatively or positively – so I do want to see if the White Sox are playing at a very high level, missing Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. I do want to see how their returns impact them. You know, because I don't, I don't want to give, um, you know, like a guarantee that oh they're back, so they're automatically going to be that much better. Because that we have seen instances where players return and, and it leads to a team performing badly.
0: The only thing I want to say about the White Sox, and I've I've been on this on this being a season yo, look, Tony LaRouche is doing his job. Like, look, at the end of the day, you might not like him as a person. You might think he's a racist bigot. You might think he's old school and he's bad for the game or whatever. But look, the guy's done nothing but do exactly what the White Sox expected him to do. You know, it's one of those things where you got to separate the person from the job. His job as a manager right now, he's fucking crushing it. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Be be mad at that comment if you want. Say, oh, they have enough good players that they'd still be in first place. But you still have to do it, right? Like, and – and I'm not like a Tony LaRusso fan, right? Like I'm not saying like I'm, like don't put Tony Russo tattoo on my arm and say I love the guy. But there's a reason he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's done it with the personalities. He's done it with the people, and he's doing it again right now. You know what I mean? So you can hate the person. I'm I'm not a fan of the person. I'm not trying to grab a beer with Tony Russo, especially because he's gonna try to drive you home later, and then we're gonna get the UI. But like as a manager, he, he's doing his job, and, and that's all you can that's all you can really ask for for that position. Right right
1: like but I would I would agree that that he's doing his job and and I agree with the with the sentiment of like look anybody can have whatever opinion they want of, of Tony La Russa right but I also think it's like he's also just like so far away from what he really needs to stick around which is a which is a title he's like because he talked like, about the- he's not sticking around too long no <laughs> no but like but like what i'm saying is like again it's like we don't, okay, we don't know how long Tony La Russa is going to manage this team, right? But it's just like, it might not last that long at all if he completely loses the locker room and they don't win. Right. That's why we said before, like, it, yeah, if you win a title, it can fix things, right? Like, we can, we can forget, like, yo, White Sox win a title this year, a lot of the Tony La Russa stuff is going to be forgotten about. Like, uh, not all of it, like, a lot, some stuff is still going to be talked about for sure, but a lot of it's going to be forgotten about if they win a title. That's a very big if. You know, like yeah. there's still a lot of season left. There's a lot. Look, an inj- There are a lot of teams that even if the White Sox were at full health, I would pick over the White Sox, mm-hmm. right? So if you're giving me an injured White Sox team going up against full health of these teams, you know, I'm still not picking the White Sox in certain scenarios. But I think, like I said, they're pro- they were probably they were the betting favorite with the Yankees uh, coming into the season for the for the AL. They've been playing really good baseball. But we have to see how the year turns out for them with the Tony La Russa situation. I would think that I would think he's doing good if they keep playing good baseball and public stuff doesn't come out. You know, like if we don't hear about like, let's say there's a fight between Tim Anderson and Tony La Russa in the locker room and we don't hear about it. Fine. But the more that we hear about the issues, then the more people are going to question Tony La Russa right but then so that that's where it becomes like on his end what he has to do is just keep on winning so that people just talk about all all the all this like stuff like less but i I, you know on his end i think he still has a long way to go to to really be able to silence you know any of his doubters look man and for me this
0: is and this is me personally right like like when it comes to sports i have a different take on on some stuff than other people but Bro, if you tell me right now, LaRusso or, or Aaron Boone, and by the way, everybody loves Aaron Boone, right? Ever since Aaron Boone got there, everyone's like, we love Aaron, he's so nice, and he's a good media darling, and he does everything we tell him to. But if, if it's between Aaron Boone and LaRusso, like, bro,
1: I make that change like ASAP. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I wouldn't even no, no, think about for it. for sure. No, no, for, for sure. <laughs> right, but I, but that's also because we're just looking at it from a managerial yeah, standpoint. Yeah, my right. thing is, my thing is, my thing is, Tony LaRusso's leash, right? Like, look, Tony LaRusa honestly doesn't have to prove anything right. to anyone, right? right? Because he's already a championship, a championship manager, right? That so that that's not what I'm saying. What I, I'm just using his situation, particularly with the White Sox. Right. Because of the relationship, because of the issues that have already happened with the White Sox, because those issues exist. I think that those issues make his lease shorter, you know, to the point where he kind of has to expedite the process of winning a title. For, to, for the conversation to kind of, like, drift away from that, right? I'll like, if this. he can get the White Sox to a title this year or next, it might change the discussion a little quicker.
0: This year, they have to at least get to ALCS. If they don't get to the ALCS, it's going to yeah. be a, a down season for them, basically. Yeah. That, that's
1: their expectation yeah. for me. I, I, they have to make the ALCS. That, that, that That's – point blank no I would I I would agree I mean uh, again I would agree and and so would the betters right mm-hmm. because they, they were they were the ASES favorite uh matchup for a lot of betting sites with the Yankees this year I don't know if the Yankees will be there but like but like uh yeah I mean the White Sox yeah they, they should be one of those teams
0: man let's move on to AL West look first place athletics I don't really think that should be a surprise right they, they ran off that like 17 game win streak which was insane Astros yeah. are in second They've been they've been topsy turvy, right? Look, say what you want about their team and 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 everything that's happening. They're not as consistent, but they still have some good players. I think the the, the only player right now that's kind of exceeding expectations is Jose Altuve has been a lot better than, than he was the last couple of years. Which some people, you know, they said, hey, he, he'll be back, and he has he has been back, right? Um, yeah, Cal Tucker absolutely killing it and doesn't get talked about at all. I think I, I really do think he's probably the best hitter on their team right now. Um, yo, Mariners are sitting at five hundred in third. Yeah, they'll, they'll, I'm telling you, look, a month from now we're not going to be talking about the Mariners unless it's something about one of their one of their young guys like like Kyle Lewis or. or it's fine, friend. it's
1: fine, Mariners fan. Just look Bro, in it, a year yeah. or two. In a year or two, we will be talking about them. Yeah, their players are going to develop. Julio Rodriguez too out here hitting home runs in DR. Like he's he's doing
0: his thing, yeah. right? Like like they are they'll be all right in the future. Just just expectations, man. Keep them low. Yo, Angels. Underperforming again. They're, they're in fourth. Yeah. Uh, no Mike Trout. No, no longer have a pro host. So I don't know if that's necessarily a negative thing for them. But, you know. They're, they're under- yo, this.
1: Yo, yo. Think of, think about how crazy this is, right? Let, let me just throw something at you real quick. Think about how crazy this is. A potentially, like, super dominating either Cy Young or MVP or both level season by Shohei Ohtani <laughs> might be wasted by the Angels just, like, not, like, making the postseason. And when I say wasted, I'm not saying wasted in terms of entertainment, right? Yeah, right. Us as fans, we love seeing all that shit. But, like, it, it's wasted in, in the sense of, like, it's not doing anything for to push your team forward. Look, I think, and, again, I'm sorry. yeah, go ahead. No, I think that's no,
0: – no, The Shohei Ohtani situation is a perfect example of why one player in baseball doesn't fucking make a difference. Exactly. Shohei Ohtani <laughs> exactly. has literally pitched <laughs> as much as he can, right? He's not missing starts. He's out there on a regular basis. He's been hitting every day, and he's been killing it at both. Like you mentioned, at the MVP
1: level of the plate. Okay, but let me. <laughs> ask, okay, but let me ask you a question. has he managed this team, though? How has he managed this? <laughs> that's team? That's what he need to do now, Charlie. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you.
0: Yo, it's insane. But, but like, I, I know we had a conversation before, but it's like that's why when you say, "Oh, this one player, if he was this good, it seemed like yo, shut the fuck up. Like, just stop it. <laughs> like, you're, you're an idiot if you if if you th- if you put that in baseball context." You're a fucking moron. Like, straight up. Like, dude, yeah, like it's, we're not having
1: certification. Dude, <laughs> I, I, look, I'm, I put it to you this way. Shohei Otani at full health, right, doing what he's doing right now. Mike Trout at full health doing what Mike Trout usually does. Both of those things happening alone do not propel <laughs> the Angels to the postseason. That's here. what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, it's just, like, and that's what we keep seeing consistently. Like, again, before the season, when everyone was like, re- remember, a lot of sites had the Angels, like, winning the AL West. I had them in the AL like. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember where I had them. I think I had them second or, or something like that, or third. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't them third. remember. Yeah, yeah they them third. But I'm. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, like, they have not done anything in the pitching department. A lot of their pitching is still hope. There, there are like, a lot we of, hope um, Dylan pennies. Bundy, we hope Griffin Canning, we hope Andrew Haney. Like, it's just like, a lot of it is hope. They have not gotten a, a legitimate ace-level starter in that rotation to depend on. They still need bullpen help a lot of their guys that should be hitting like, man, that lineup should be doing a lot better than they've been doing. You know, you would want, you would want, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to single guys out, but you know, if you just put the collective lineup together of an Otani, a Trout, a Walsh, a Fletcher, a Rendon, you know, that is a pretty good lineup in the MLB, man. Like that's, that's a really, really solid lineup. If everyone was performing at, at, you know, at their peak level, but we're going to have to see with the Angels, man. It, it, it's the same issue. It, it, it literally feels like a Yankee fan in some aspects, right? Because it's like it's the, we've been talking about this for at least the last three years. Both teams, Yankees and Angels, need starting pitching. Like it's the same thing over and over again. And then we have the same conversation. And then we're like, oh, man, why are the Angels doing so bad? Starting pitching. Yeah. Start, starting pitching. Yeah, Angels, really need, more, Angels need more pitching. Like, Angel Lee more pitching. Like, it's, it's really not that hard. <laughs> like, it, 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 again, it's, it, it's laughable because it's not that hard. Like, and again, it's not like you can make people sign with you, right? Like, they yeah. definitely they definitely did try to, to lure Garrett Cole to them and stuff, and, and we have to give them credit for that. But I'm just saying, like, at the same time, it becomes easier to make people, co- like, you know, sign with your team when you're winning. Absolutely. And Absolutely. unfortunately, they haven't been able to produce that with a Mike Trout or even with a Shohei Otani right now. Like, it. Dude, it's it's honestly crazy, man. Shohei Ohtani, if he stays healthy the entire season, is probably going to put up one of the craziest like statistical seasons like we've seen. And again, it could end up in a Cy Young or an MVP or both. And for the Angels to right now be in fourth, again, we don't know what's going to happen second half and things like that. They might end up making a comeback. Who knows? That'd be great for them if 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 Ohtani and, and Trout come back and they do end up, you know, propelling them to to a po- to a postseason berth, but I don't know man. I don't know. The the Angels still look like the same old Angels to me.
0: Yeah, it, yo, they they they're not a they're not they're not a good team. But at least they're not as bad as the Rangers who, who are absolutely in last place. And again, yeah. unless the unless the Rangers do something of importance or one of their players go crazy, do not expect to hear a lot of Ranger talk from us uh the rest of the season, man. Right? We only have an hour, so we got to talk about the, the the important teams. Yo, <laughs> Look, NL, NL, we'll go to NL now. Look, NL, if we talked about it, we touched, about it, touched on it already. Look, the Mets, somehow in first place. It doesn't look pretty, but they're getting it done. Braves are in second, under 500. It's crazy because every other team other than the Mets on this list is under 500. The Mets are also missing games because the beginning of the season they had the COVID and then they had bad weather. So they still got to catch up on them, have, yeah. have a couple double headers and stuff. But yo, Braves in second place, under 500. Phillies in third place, under 500. Marlins expected to be like at the bottom but they're under 500 nationals which is that team where where in the season i i didn't see it right i didn't see how, how they were going to do good they're kind of in that situation where it's juan soto and and turner and then you, you're you hoping that the pitching just does great and what we've seen is that's not necessarily the case every time right you have you have scherzer you have strasburg corbin like the reason why a lot of teams avoided that big contract was because he didn't really show out to have a plus stuff right he's probably a like long term looking, he, he has like some decent stuff, but he's not a guy like Kershaw, who, who some people said, hey, there's like a this is like a miniature version of him in, in some way, which I never thought at all. But you know, and at least is going to be fun to watch all year long. Um, as guys get healthier for the Braves, hopefully they stop beating on women. They'll be you know hopefully moving up on that at least for my ranking's sake. You know, Lindor has to step up, man. Like it's been it's been two months. It's it's time. You know what I mean, like. I don't. How, how are you feeling about that, man? Because I know it's, it's got to be hard to, to to see right now.
1: Nah, man. I, I look. I I'm not stressing about it because I I have to treat Lindor the same way that I've treated every single player that's been in this type of situation, right? And you know how I am. I always I always give a player a break. The, no matter look, they could perform and win an MVP. I still wouldn't care. I I give a player a break whenever they're kind of like transitioning to a new team. So that's why I, that's why I told people. First year Harper was in Philly. First year Machado was in San Diego. Like, look at Arenado. Arenado's having a solid season in in St. Louis. You know, after a lot of people expected him to 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 struggle a lot more. Um, you know, leaving Colorado and things like that. I I, I think it's just an adjustment period. But I I do, I do think you know Francisco Lindor is. I think for him it's more of a realization thing. New York is not Cleveland. Like. The boos are a lot louder. You're on a lot, uh, and this isn't to, to throw shots at Cleveland or anything like that. But that's just how it is in, in the game of baseball, like, uh, in and in a lot of other sports. You know, uh, when you play for a New York-based team, you tend to be on on somewhat of a bigger stage, and especially with that contract that they gave him. I mean, it'd be a lot different if he hadn't signed that deal, right? Yeah. But because he did sign that deal, now you are looked at as the superstar on this team, alongside of Jacob Degrom, alongside of Pete Alonso. So you are looked as the. At, as the guy who needs to take the Mets forward and, and turn them into that world series contender. So um, I just don't want like, like the thing with me is like people, people just talk too crazy. You know, like even if Francisco Lindor had a down year this year, like I would still wait to next season to wait, to wait to see that he comes back. Right. Like, I wouldn't be like, yo, Francisco Lindor is like the 200 best player in baseball. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, <laughs> calm down, calm down. Like, okay. Like, like star players are allowed to have a down year, like, and then we'll see how he does for the Mets in, in year two of the deal. But, or no, actually this might not, no, cause this is his first year. He's still, he was still under his previous contract. Yeah. yeah. So, this, so the first year, the first year of the deal isn't even until next year. Right. So it's just like, so we'll see, we'll see how he does in the first year of the deal. So I, 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 I'll leave it there. I, I think, but no, I'm not going to sit here and act like it, everything is, is also like great with him. No, he's definitely been struggling and he, and I think plain and simple, he has to prove, you know, to 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 Mets fans and, and and to baseball fans in general that he is the Francisco Lindor that we that we've grown accustomed to um for the majority of his career
0: yeah it's yo, know, it's gonna be interesting to watch man that's definitely it yo honestly I think it's the water in Queens I can't say that though because yeah. I was born in Queens so I, I don't want to like put myself out there like that yo <laughs> yo NL Central though NL Central is another one of those interesting divisions like Cubs are first place which I know they're your favorite team uh Cardinals <laughs> kind of tied for first. They're they're half game back, but just because again, games played. Brewers are hand, hanging around on third. They're two and a half games back. Reds hanging in there. They're an interesting team, right? They got nothing but pop. Pirates again, unless Brian Hayes does something crazy, we're, we're not going to be talking about them much, unless they, it's it's about a trade of you know somebody traded for one of those guys. But yo, man, look, javi Baez. It was funny like a few months ago. We we're talking, yo, Javi Baez can't even see the ball. This man can't make contact with a beach ball. Now, now he's out there killing it. So it's one of those things where, like, long season, these things happen. You know, we, we mentioned uh, Nolan Arenado killing it with the Cardinals right now. Um, you know, not not. I'm not gonna say that he's performed the same as he has in Colorado, but I wouldn't say that he's downgraded or anything. Right? I think when you account for the 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 stadium difference, right, of Colorado, he's performed better than at least I expected. It, in a Cardinals uniform, so so good for him, man. Um, NL West, we talked about it. Giants, we're gonna we're gonna see how far they can take it there in first place. Padres, half game back, but it's a you know that's probably the funnest team to watch in baseball. If, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I, them and the White Sox probably the two best watches in baseball right now. Dodgers, even though they're hurting, we all know they have eight billion starting pitchers capable of, of taking the mound every day so they're hanging around in third place only two games back and again unless unless a trade happens we'll, we'll probably won't be talking about the Rockies or Diamondbacks other than to tell you that they're last in the division uh in, in the coming future man yo Rob that that that's pretty much the end of our show here man do you have any last words for us
1: yeah man no uh I think I think it's it, we're definitely getting at that point in a season where it's going to be interesting to watch right like we're a couple more games here. I think a, a week or a week and a half more. Every team, maybe every team outside of the Mets, because of the of of the uh, games that they had missed. Um, I don't remember exactly all the all the teams that had that had missed a good chunk of games. But every team is is about to come around that sixty game mark, right? And it, it's interesting to look back at last season, right? <laughs> that would essentially be the end of the season. Um, but I think I think. I, I'm, I'm going to take it upon myself to look at to look and see how some players are sitting at around a 60 game mark compared to last year and see what strides um, some players have made. Again, I I think it's a, it's going to be interesting to look at, but definitely want to see how a lot of players make take that next stride. Right. It's last season was a 60 game season. And then you can do what you do again in, in, to, in the first 60 games to kick off this year. But we're back to that regular, you know, 162. So I want to see how a lot of these guys are going to close out the year.
0: Yeah, look, and just some of those guys that we didn't mention this show just because their team didn't come up or, or we just we didn't touch on them much, man. Look, Dallas Garcia from Texas, absolutely killing it. Yeah, absolutely killing it. See some of that we're not going to talk about a lot because yeah. he is playing for the Rangers. Brights, yeah, Brights
1: bright spot on a team that's not playing
0: good baseball. Yeah, absolutely right. He's he's one of those older rookies, right? So he, I think he can still win Rookie of the Year. He's just like twenty seven or twenty eight at this point. So right. kind of a come up late story, but he's been he's been killing it, man. Um. Look, Max Muncy has been has been performing really well for, for the Dodgers. One of the only healthy one of the few healthy guys that usually plays for them. Trey Mancini's been doing great. Um Yo, know, it's been it's been it's been a pretty, pretty crazy year for, for some of these guys out here. Yeah, guys, look, we'll we'll keep you guys updated. We will see you next week on the next episode of Diamond Talk. Thank you guys for listening to us. We enjoy baseball. We hope you enjoy it too. And we're glad to bring it to you again after our two-week vacation hiatus.